the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A joy to have around. Well, that's what Joy Behar is not. Uh, she's on The View on uh, ABC every day, which I'm sure you make every opportunity, take every opportunity to miss. But uh, she is on The View on ABC every day, talking to millions of people. She's a mediocre comedian, not very smart, and follows and, and knows uh, just enough about politics to be dangerous, which means she's a typical liberal, knee-jerk, everything's-about-emotion kind of person. Anyway, now she's something else, though. She is a winner of a very important and coveted award. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Yep, Joy Behar is the winner for saying this about uh, Senator Tim Scott, a black Republican senator from South Carolina who had the nerve to say in his rebuttal to the big guy's quasi-State of the Union address Wednesday night that there is no systemic racism in America. Listen. Now, Tim Scott, he, he, he does not seem to understand, and a lot of them don't seem to understand, the difference between um, a racist country and a systemic and systemic racism. They don't seem to get the difference. Yes, maybe it's not a racist country. Maybe Americans, the majority, are not racist. But we live in a country with systemic racism. We discussed it this week again already about housing and about education and, 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 and all of the things that are important to people. And, um, and, and the fact that Tim Scott cannot acknowledge this is, 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 is appalling. How can you go out there and say that when you just said two minutes ago that you were the, the object and the, the victim of discrimination? And then he says that this is not a racist country. At least acknowledge that there is systemic racism. That's what I wanted to hear from him, and he didn't say it. No, he didn't, because he's not as stupid as you are, Joy. See, Joy has to make sure that black people everywhere believe that they're helpless and doomed without the help of stupid people like her. Maybe she can impress everybody on Monday uh, by announcing that she has won the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week Award. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Well, in case you weren't aware, the Kentucky Derby is tomorrow. And when we come back, I'm going to talk to an investigative reporter from the Washington Post who's going to tell you how it's about so much more than mint juleps, and most of it isn't good. Stick around. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offers valid through 63021. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrpittsburgh.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. 
At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. While we may be able to postpone tax day, we all know the IRS is going to get paid. We just don't need to pay them too much. It's why if you have an IRA or 401k, there is a big loophole you'll want to take advantage of. This loophole is 100% legal, allows investors to own physical assets like gold and silver, all inside a tax-deferred retirement account. The best part? This plan has flat fees. So as your balance increases, your fees don't. Get your IRS loophole report from Advantage Gold. Our step-by-step guide lays out everything you need to know on how to do this right. From transferring the account, to selecting the assets, to protecting your portfolio in the most efficient tax structure. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get your IRS loophole report right now. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than six, and it should not be given to children six to less than eighteen. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor today. You may be able to save on Lens S and make fewer trips to the pharmacy. See if you're eligible to pay as little as $30 for 90 days. Visit lensess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. The Kentucky Derby is tomorrow. It wasn't uh, run on the first Saturday in May last year because of COVID hysteria, but it's back. If it's back and better than ever is a different story. Uh, Gus Garcia Roberts is an investigative reporter for The Washington Post. He's here to talk about a lot of what you won't see if you tune in to the race tomorrow. Uh, Gus, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, um, I, I, going back, I, I remember talking about this on the show here a couple of years ago and uh, having someone on it uh, with a lot of disturbing uh, news about what happens at not just con- at the Kentucky Derby but at racetracks uh, all over the country. Uh, and, and back then, I think it was 2019, uh, or yeah, t- 37 horses at Santa Anita in California had died. There was a lot of talk about the mistreatment of horses everywhere. Based on your reporting, uh, do you get the feeling that the horses are being treated better now, or are they just doing a better job of covering it up? Um, well, that's a that's a fascinating question. So the the story that that I that I uh, wrote it was sort of the the backstory to um, you know I think even casual horse racing fans or even non horse racing fans may have caught uh, sort of heard about twenty nine indictments in the sport last year Uh and so the story that i wrote was the backstory to how um some horse racing some horse racing's wealthiest members hired an intelligence agency to dig up dirt on suspected dopers and uh get those guys indicted you know sort of the secret um, plan for them that basically gave them control of the horse racing industry so you know the, the question of whether or not Horses are, you know, I think that there's a big question uh, as to whether, to what extent horses are being, um, are, are sort of being administered PEDs and, um, and what, you know, or whether some of the uh, deaths are attributable to 
track conditions and whether any of that has improved, I think, is is very much sort of up for debate and uh, remains to be seen. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned intelligence uh, a company. What is Five Stones Intelligence and, and how did it get involved in, in, in uh, I guess, supposedly anyway, cleaning up the sport? So um, the uh, something called the Jockey Club, which is a group of the wealthiest um, uh, some of the wealthiest uh, horse and uh, horse owners in in the United States uh, got together, and they they basically since the last two decades have been um, agitating for a for more regulation, anti doping regulation in the sport. It kind of got no traction from from either other members of the industry, from members of Congress. And so starting in late 2015, they contracted with this intelligence agency called Five Stones Intelligence, which is run by a former uh, DEA supervisor, a guy who, uh, you know, chased the Cali cartel during his day in the DEA, um, and a very sort of shadowy force in sports. Um, it was behind... Uh, the uncovering the um, the state-sponsored uh, Russian doping in the Olympics. So they've been involved in, in basically some of the, the in in, uh, in co- uncovering some of the biggest uh, conspiracies in sports. And so uh, Five Stones and also a track owner in Meadowlands, New Jersey, hired them. Uh, I'm sorry, Jockey Club hired Five Stones um, for contracts that were seem to be in the in the millions per year um and essentially said you know uh catch the the instruction that the jockey club said they gave to five stones was no small fish you know go out there and get the sort of the most nefarious dopers in the sport that you can and um i think it's uh like a lot of things in the story, up for debate as to whether that's what happened, but they, they did wind up with 29 indictments, and that directly led to the passing of legislation, the um, the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Act of 2020, which was sponsored by Mitch McConnell, uh, that that the Jockey Club had sort of been agitating for for almost a decade. So it's so this very um, interesting multi-step plan that they appear to have achieved. Mm-hmm. So the, the, there are 29 indictments, um, uh, but how many people um, who are out there drugging horses have had to pay a price to this point? I mean, being indicted is a price, but going to jail? Sure. And- sure. Well, uh, you know, I think that the reason the jockey club would say that the reason why they sort of undertook this extreme step was because there was regulation and, and horse racing, uh, in their opinion and the opinion of others is, is, has been essentially toothless because it falls to 38 state bodies, uh, and, and, uh, often those, you know, run by commissions who are chosen by the governor, um, and are often, um, conflicted in some way, members of the horse racing industry, uh, so up until now, it's been, I think it's been extremely hard to have a sort of like lasting punishment for giving PEDs to, to horses. Um, I, think, and, and I think that with the indictments, the reason why they wanted federal indictments is because there was sort of a, a much larger hammer hanging over, the, over trainers and veterinarians' heads. So three, only three people have so far pleaded guilty of the 29. The other 26 are still awaiting trial, and it sort of remains to be seen what sort of defenses they'll put up and whether they will, um, you know, for example, cry foul at the idea that, that uh, these wealthy private interests um, essentially contracted out their indictments, right? I mean, uh, it, um, so it, it sort of remains to be seen how, if any of these uh, – how, how how severe some of the punishments will be? So far, the only one who has been sentenced uh, got 18 months in in prison, which is um, pretty significant considering his his federal charges um, 
boiled down to misbranding drugs that were otherwise legal. Yeah, um, how badly were the horses being treated? Um, I mean, I, I, I kind of know the answer to that because I've looked into it, but if you just... Uh, from what some of the things that you found in in, uh, in your reporting on this story, how badly some horses were being treated? Sure. Yeah. Well, so so the indictments kind of took pains, I think, to detail some of the more extreme versions, uh, extreme examples of of horses being abused, and and so the feds, federal prosecutors claimed that 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 some of these trainers, their horses, regularly died in anguish due to substances that were being administered. And there was, uh, there were wiretaps on these trainers and veterinarians. And, you know, in the story, I sort of make the comparison. They sounded like mobsters, right? I mean, they, they were talking about the deaths of their horses very casually, but aware that they could get in real trouble for it and sort of laughing about, you know, um, one one uh, trainer referred to another trainer's stable as his death camp because he had had so many horses dying, and they sort of described you know the the horrible ways that these horses died. And I think um, if you uh, you know if if you were to talk to some of these indicted people, they would claim that there, there's you know it's somewhat murky the causation between performance enhancing drugs and horse deaths, but the federal government and clearly the jockey club, which was involved in, in sort of turning these <clears throat> people over to the feds, um, they, they see a clear line between performance enhancing substances and horses collapsing on the track or otherwise dying. Yeah. And uh, we're talking to Gus Garcia Roberts. He's an investigative reporter for the Washington post. Um, I, I used to believe, and I've I covered sports for a long time, and I, I've done a little bit with uh, horse racing and some of the local stuff here with the harness track, but you know not a lot. But um, I, I I always uh, bought the what what the trainers and owners were selling when they were telling me how much the horses loved what they do. Uh, if you just saw the way these horses act when they get to the track on race day, they know it's a, you can tell that they know. And they can't wait to get out there. And I don't know about you, but I'm not buying that anymore. Are you? Hmm. I don't know. I, you know, yes, you hear that from horsemen. You also, you also hear, you know, the opposite from other more sort of blunt-spoken horsemen that, that sort of accept, hey, these, you know, these horses don't have don't have great lives, right? I mean, they they live most of their lives in stables. They're forced to exert their bodies to to sort of extreme levels and then you tell and then you add to that 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 some and some trainers and veterinarians are clearly adding foreign substances to their bodies and of course unlike other high-powered athletes they don't have any choice in the matter um you know i mean and, and really what you're getting at i think is a real fundamental debate here because it's is it PEDs that are killing horses? Is it track conditions, or is it just horse racing? Right? I mean, and and is it the the act of of having uh, a horse run at extreme speeds uh, regularly? Is that is that what's unhealthy for a horse? And I, if you speak to some horsemen, they they will accept that. They, uh, they sort of compare it to the way that humans make use of other animals. Um, and, 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 you know, I spoke to one who said, you know, I, I, I don't feel guilty when I eat a prime rib um, and essentially just, you know, they want to make, I think some horsemen who have that sort of opinion want to make life as pleasant as possible for the horses. But I think they also accept that, um, that horse racing is an unnatural and uh, sometimes extremely dangerous activity for the horses. Yeah, well, if you think about it, um, if you think about it, a, ho- you won't, a, horse, a horse on its own is not going to all of a sudden just go into a sprint for, right. I forget, the, you know, and, and, and run absolutely full speed uh, for that length of time on its own. It's driven to that with a whip. Uh, you know that's what makes him go. Her, him, um, 
so I, I mean, I've, I've changed my completely changed my opinion about it, and I I think about that now when I see the when I see the the Derby coming up, and that's why I wanted to have you on. Um, so uh, now you you write about the horse racing elites. The the, um, the headline of your piece it says, "With private eyes and political muscle, horse racing elite pushed to punish dopers." So uh, again, who are these elites and um, was it that was this, this their concern? Was their motivation concern for the horses, or more for their uh, their big money business, which is tied up in horses? Great question. So, so the the central figures of what I call the elite, where this well, what's called the Jockey Club, it's a Manhattan based club of <clears throat> roughly 130 horse people, uh, and you know if you look at the roster of 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 them. You know, you'll see a lot of Roman numerals after their names because a lot of them have sort of descended from thoroughbred trainers and and owners yeah. throughout history. And um, they are usually quite wealthy. They sort of see their mandate going back more than 100 years of sort of, um, of putting order in the chaos of horse racing. Um, they don't have they're not a governing body of any kind they're not a governing body of a horse racing they're they're just a private organization but they sort of took this upon themselves and you know i think you know the question of whether this is motivated by revenue or by by you know sort of uh care for the horses i think that's a that's a good one i you know as a reporter i sort of went into this cynically uh, where you sort of, you know, you have, uh, you go into it with questions like that. Right. Uh, uh-huh. I, I do think that whatever blend of motivation they have, what, what really is, is, is sort of motivating them is a, um, the sport is extremely important to these people and they are. Uh, and I think that anybody who is familiar with the sport knows that, um, you know, it is, it's facing an existential crisis on a lot of fronts right now, and I think they're trying to prevent that. So um, what's the mood going to be like this weekend uh, in Louisville, especially around uh, Churchill Downs, with all this going on? Right. So I think in the professional corners of the Kentucky Derby, there's going to be a pretty paranoid vibe because there's been rumors of indictments coming down, there's rumors of, of Five Stones, which is the intelligence agency, of, of them having guys at the Derby, of the feds, you know, undercover feds being at the Derby. Uh, so I think that, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be ex- uh, extremely paranoid. Uh, one horseman who was indicted and, and, that, and, and spoke to me said that, you know, he, he still chats with people in the industry and that he said that that they joke, uh, uh, you know, you gotta pack your better pack your clothes on a Sunday night because at this point they're familiar with the with the Fed's sort of scheduling preferences, and they know that the Fed's knock down doors on Monday morning. So um, I think at some corners of this industry, uh, there's, everybody's waiting for another shoe to drop, more indictments. I got less than a minute left here, uh, Gus. Lots of trainers and veterinarians are looking at possible jail time. What about the owners who are going to be all dressed up and sipping their mint juleps tomorrow? Are they in any danger? I got about forty seconds. I mean, that 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 was a yes. That was a very glaring omission from the, from from the indictments, in my opinion. There was no owners, right? And the owners are the ones who sort of get the lion's share of profits from a doped horse. Uh, the jockey club. I asked them about that, and they and they. They said, hey, if we can prove that an owner was involved in the commission of doping a horse, we'd like to see them in cuffs just like anybody else. But I think that sort of remains to be seen whether or not that will actually happen. Kind of like NFL owners who would be shocked to find out that about 80% of their players are on PEDs. They're just shocked to find that out. Hey, uh, I, I appreciate you coming on, Gus. Great story. Uh, you can find it at the WashingtonPost.com. Gus Garcia Roberts, thank you. Thanks. Bye. Okay, uh, and we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. 
Republicans say this week's speech by President Biden shows Democrats have taken a hard turn to the left. Montana Republican Steve Daines couldn't believe what he was hearing. It was breathtaking. Daines told the Salem Radio Network it's clear now that what was once what he calls the far-left fringe of the Democrat Party is truly now front and center. You know, the, the Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren... AOC ideology, uh, that's now in charge. Dane says he was shocked at proposals for some $6 trillion in new spending. Bob Agner reporting. Disneyland has reopened after a 13-month closure. The theme park in Southern California opened its gates today. However, capacity is limited and only in-state visitors are allowed. California now has the country's lowest rate of new coronavirus cases. On Wall Street, the Dow off 179 points and the NASDAQ is down 104. This is SRN News. I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching. His paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate. Like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O Dr. Sebastian Gorka sees a targeted attack. I consider Rudy Giuliani a personal friend and without a doubt, one of the greatest Americans living today. What we are witnessing is the political targeting of individuals who fight for the truth. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The answer. A child's body temperature rises three to five times faster than an adult's, and leaving a child in a hot vehicle could lead to their death very quickly. Tragically, in 2020, 24 children died of pediatric vehicular heat stroke, and many of these incidents occurred when parents or caregivers simply forgot the child was in the car. Please set your self-reminders on your cell phone or place something you'll need in the back seat so you don't forget your child. Always look for your baby before you lock. Brought to you by NHTSA. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. That offer's valid through 63021. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrustpittsburgh.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 51 shut down with an accident between Coriopolis Road and 79 and the on-ramp from 51 and northbound 79 also shut down for that accident cleanup. And we're seeing plenty of delays on the Parkway West on the inbound side, tied up 79 to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Heavy volume outbound, 19 to Carnegie. About a 14-minute delay outbound Parkway East, Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood, Swissvale. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Clear skies for tonight with winds gradually subsiding. There can be frost in the normally colder spots. We'll see a low of 34. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, breezy in the afternoon, high 62. Tomorrow night, cloudy and breezy with a low of 55. Warmer Sunday with times of clouds and sun. And as the temperatures warm, look before you lock. Make sure you don't leave your child in an unattended car. We'll see a high of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, 
I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, there's uh, maybe a media blackout going on, but we sure haven't heard much about the election audit that's uh, going on in Maricopa County, Arizona right now. Lots of people are counting on major examples of fraud being exposed. Jay Christian Adams is all about exposing election fraud. He's president and general counsel of the Public Interest Legal Foundation and a Pittsburgh guy. And he joins us now. Christian, thanks for coming on again. Appreciate it. Hey, anytime, John. So we just had you on not that long ago, a week or two ago, talk about uh, Pennsylvania finally taking care of uh, dead people on the voting rolls. Uh, so you're you're uh, that 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 was a victory for you guys, right? Right, twenty one thousand dead. Some have been on there for twenty years dead on Pennsylvania's active voter rolls. So uh, let's get to Arizona, though. Uh, the audit is going on now as we speak, right? It is. Uh, you know, they're going through all the paper ballots from uh, from from twenty twenty election. Yeah, but. Um, there is a media blackout. They're not allowing the media in there. Well, I, you know, I thought there were streaming cameras you could actually watch. I, I thought it was totally oh. transparent. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Uh, there's a media blackout in the sense that the mainstream media is treating it Doesn't. like they're doing an alien autopsy. I mean, there's yeah. that much <laughs> of the media blackout. Yeah, they don't seem to care about it. But, um, well, I read a story in, a, in an Arizona uh, paper that said that they the media was not given access or what they weren't answering any questions the people who were involved uh i don't know that they said that uh that you know that nobody was able to see what was going on in there but there i don't know if the people doing the audit are actually all that interested in getting media coverage right now it doesn't seem like it yeah it's sort of like the flip side of what we saw in detroit after the 2020 election when the election officials were putting up uh, barriers to being watched when they were reviewing the paper yeah. ballots in, in Michigan. Very similar. Look, transparency is good. My understanding is that they're streaming this live. Like, you can go watch it right now. Okay. Uh, you're probably better off listening to the show, but my understanding <laughs> is you can watch. Okay, so it's going to go on until May 14th, from what I understand. What are they auditing, and what is the Arizona Senate hoping to find? I mean, what, what's going to make them happy? Look, I got to tell you, I've watched <clears throat> these kind of things before, and they they almost never change anything. They almost never change anything. So that's the bad news, I guess. The good news is that we'll have greater clarity about what happened. There might be a couple mistakes that they find along the way and ways to improve the process. Uh, you always want to learn from mistakes, but anyone who thinks – that this is somehow going to reverse the results of the uh, the the Arizona election. I just don't think that that normally is what happens when you do stuff like this. Now, I think there's a lot of people out there who totally think that's what this is going to prove. And I just got to throw a dash of experience on this and tell you that is a rare thing when that happens. Well, there's a difference between proving it and then having something uh, come about as a result of that proof. Um are you saying that they you don't think they're going to find much proof of of uh of fraud? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, John, because it's really hard to find a result that is different than the first one. When you do these kind of recounts and audits, yes, you're going to find mistakes along the way for sure. You're going to find people who probably voted twice in the sense of for the same office they overvoted a ballot. Um, are you going to find uh, 10,000 invalid ballots that should have never been cast? I'm not so sure, but I'm anxious to learn. Well, the fact that you don't find them, does that mean that they're, does that necessarily mean that they aren't there? I mean, well, if the audit's done, if the audit's done correctly and thoroughly, look, that's the question here is, um, are, are they, are they, look, it is very, very rare very rare and, and, and not totally unprecedented on a statewide basis to have any kind of second look in an election find a different outcome. It just has never happened before. Uh, so what's the point? Huh. I mean, I know they, well, they're trying I, to correct problems, but 
if, if, if they don't find anything wrong, it tells me there wasn't any problem. What are they doing it for? Yeah, I, I, I'm not close enough to answer that question except to tell you this. There's a lot of people out in Arizona. I Look, we fought a lawsuit out there. We had an instance where our client was putting a ballot into the machine and it wasn't reading her, her ballot. We know this was happening. Uh, that's what our client says. Um, did, this, did that happen in large numbers? The audit might reveal that. They might reveal that this particular person was disenfranchised. There's a chance they find something like that. That's what the, the allegations in the lawsuits were saying. So this is another chance to look at uh, what happened in Arizona. Are you talking about, I think you guys had a case where uh, they were using magic markers and something to do with the way that uh, uh, um, showed up on the paper, that it, that it affected the way the ballots were counted? Right. It wasn't so much the markers, but it was actually the, the, the readers, the, the scanning machines were uh, glitching up. It, 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 everyone thought it was the markers at first, but it looks like it was actually the machines. Uh, there were, you know, even if the marker wasn't the issue, the machines were not counting everybody's ballot properly. Well, um, I'm just, and we're we're talking to Jay Christian Adams. He's president and general counsel for the Public Interest Legal Foundation. Um, I don't see how this is going to do the Republicans much good if if nothing really comes of this, because aren't the Democrats and their friends in the media just going to say, see? This is all a big fuss over nothing. There was no fraud, and Joe Biden is the president, and it's time to just shut up and move on. I mean, why give well, him that that's already Yeah, that's already happening. When you read right. mainstream media stories about the audit, like I said, they make it look like the Republicans are conducting an alien autopsy, that they've, yeah. you know, they've got bodies of Bigfoot, and they're going to try to find out uh, about Bigfoot. And so this is what they do. They, they turn it into a ridicule game. Uh, look, they're, they're going to find things, John, that are going to point to improvements. There's no mm-hmm. doubt in my mind that they're going to find problems. Whether there's enough problems to reverse an eight, nine, ten thousand 10,000-vote margin is another issue. Yeah, well, um, and this is going to go on until May 14th. Uh, this is a total recount. They're counting every single ballot uh, by hand. Yeah, every paper ballot. Yeah, that's what they're doing. They're... They're examining it, not just counting them. They're they're looking at them to make sure that these ballots are sometimes valid. Uh, you know whether or not they're like real ballots or fake ballots. And I guess there's ways to do that. Look, I got nothing against it. Believe me, I think anytime you can learn something, uh, that's good. And most importantly, when you can satisfy people that the outcome had validity, that's also important. If that's what the audit ends up showing. Yeah, there was a story out there a couple of days ago that they had found 250,000 uh, fraudulent votes. Um, and I think USA Today did a fact check on it and said that wasn't true. Do you know where that story came from? Because that, no, that got a pretty good play in conservative media. Yeah, 250,000. Holy smokes. That, that is, uh, I've never even heard anything close to that. I, I, I'll have to look that up because that's just not a plausible that's not no. plausible. That there are systems in place, regardless of an audit, that would have caught that. Well, maybe fraudulent's the wrong word. Maybe questionable. Yeah, I mean that could mean things as wide ranging as undervotes, overvotes. Undervotes is when you don't vote for everybody. Overvotes are when you vote for somebody more than once. Meaning, uh, you're running for governor of Pennsylvania. You vote for both the Democrat and the Republican and the Libertarian. That's called an overvote. It's a mistake. And, you know, could there be 250,000 undervotes? Absolutely, because not everybody votes for every office. But that doesn't mean it's fraudulent. It just means that it's an undervote. Yeah, um, but why do you suppose the, uh, the Democrats seem to be so intent on stopping this? As I said, if... That- if go ahead. <clears throat> Yeah, that's a, that's an important question you just asked, and it, everyone needs to understand. The Democrats, from stem to stern, from top to bottom, 
never want anybody examining problems with the election because remember the elections are perfectly perfect to them there's nothing you ever need to ask about nothing ever goes wrong in democrat world and so when you start asking questions they get a little squirrely don't they and they start you know smearing the people who are behind the questions or behind the audit or behind the uh the quaint notion that you ought to follow the rules in pennsylvania regarding mail ballots that they didn't want to follow and the pennsylvania supreme court said they didn't have to anybody who starts asking those questions john gets smeared and that's exactly what's happening once again when it comes to this arizona audit um and the media uh, seem to be claiming this is all a waste of time uh and uh, because the results were already audited, uh, they 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 are claiming that this is just a repeat of something that's already been done. I I keep hearing that in uh, uh, multiple states where they say, well, "Why are they doing this? We did this already." Yeah, that's flat wrong. They didn't do this already. I look give the, the, give them their due. This Arizona audit is the most comprehensive reexamination of an election that's ever occurred in the United States with the possible exception of Palm Beach County, Florida, 2000. And the fact is that if there's a problem with any ballot in Arizona, they're going to find it. But whether or not that equals a different outcome is a totally different story. And I'm telling you, there's value in understanding how to make the system better. There's also value to a lot of people in saying that Arizona came out the wrong way. Uh, But I'm just telling you, that is such a rare occurrence when it comes to recounting elections, that I, I will be stunned if that happens. And um, uh, so, what what's the what is the best outcome for the Republicans here on this? Not just the specific outcome of this audit, but the, what what this audit ends up showing and what the Republicans can do with it, other than just saying, uh, "Well, we're going to fix it for next time." Well, the best thing that happens is that they, if they find mistakes, they carefully, carefully develop ways to fix those problems so it doesn't happen again. So people don't have their votes canceled when they put it in the machines, like happened in Arizona. That people don't uh, end up casting two ballots because they, uh, they, you know, they might have gotten two ballots in the mail. All of these things are ways to improve the system. That's one of the things I I preach on this. Election integrity is not some silver bullet issue. It's not like, oh, my goodness, we found, you know, this one software program that was flipping votes. It doesn't work that way. It's methodical. It's complicated. It's 365 days a year. It's not just November. It's part of a long-term process to make the system better. You guys in Pennsylvania have a complete screw-up in Harrisburg as far as your state elections, some of the worst run in the country because of the shenanigans uh, that go on with your secretary of state. But in other, in other states, they're trying to fix things. They're not just happy with the sloppy status quo like you have in Pennsylvania. Yeah, well, uh, what, what is the, um, what is the, uh, out, the, the fallout from what you guys had a couple of weeks ago, the story about the dead voters being, what, what's, what's, what is that going to change, if anything? I mean, and, well, it's going to change away. a lot. Because, yeah, because you guys have had all these dead people on the roll, some of them casting ballots, some of them getting registered after they're dead. That's that's one of the weirder phenomena in Pennsylvania is someone dies and then they get registered to vote. Go figure that one out. And and getting a getting control of that process is important. You know, we already sued Pittsburgh, Allegheny County. Uh, for having a mess on their hands two years ago. We, I, you know this, John. We found a guy in Swiss Hales registered to vote seven times. His name's Rashawn Slade. He might be listening. This guy was registered to vote seven different times in Swissville, uh, all within the course, by the way, of two weeks. So someone was registering this guy like every other day for two weeks right before the 2016 election. Allegheny County found out about it. Uh, Actually, we did. And we called uh, Allegheny County and then they called Harrisburg and the secretary of state's office told them, oh, you can't cancel any of those six registrations because you'll disenfranchise all six or all six for Sean Slades. They're all the same person. (laughs) So but uh, here's a question. You do this uh, full time. You're looking into election fraud. um, And I just do my, my little radio show here. 
uh, it seems to me that when they do find something, it, it's, it's, it's very rare that it's the Republicans who benefit from whatever fraud they do find. What's well, that's, that's a great point. Yeah, one example of that, we did a report everyone should go get online called Stealing the Vote. And it's spelled like the Steelers. It's not correctly spelled. Yeah. It's Stealing the Vote, Public Interest Legal Foundation. Go get a copy of it. It's really fun to read, at least it was to, 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 to write it, <clears throat> because we found over and over and over again aliens getting registered in Pittsburgh, people who are non-citizens, we're getting registered to vote in Pittsburgh and Allegheny County and voting, by the way, this wasn't just, you know, wasn't just sitting on the voter rolls and twiddling your thumbs. They were voting in presidential elections and over and over and over again, we we're finding this. And I got to tell you, it was running like three to one Democrat. I mean, that's just reality. It wasn't uh, I didn't have a dog in that fight, but that's how it played out. Yeah. And it's interesting here in Allegheny County and, and in Pittsburgh. Where they could run uh, Mickey Mouse for mayor uh, uh, against Thomas Jefferson uh, coming back from the grave, and Mickey Mouse, if he's a Democrat, is going to win by eighty-two percent of the vote. So, what, what, why would they even risk it? What's the? I mean, what's in it for them? What? Why, what they, don't, they can't control them. Anyway. They can't control themselves. They can't control themselves. It, it's just culture. It's like. It's like people who are always looking for an angle. A lot of the non-citizens who got registered to vote, John, I got to tell you, honestly didn't know it. PennDOT was screwing up. And that's part of what our litigation is against the state that's still going on. We know that PennDOT was screwing up and putting aliens on the voter rolls for 20 years in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania admits it. This is not like a question of if, it's a question of how bad was it. And we asked for all the records so we could tell the public how bad PennDOT and the Secretary of State screwed up for 20 years with non-citizens voting, they won't give us the records. That's why we're in federal court fighting the Secretary of State, who, by the way, changes like every couple of years because they screw up so badly they resign. You guys yeah. have lost two Secretaries of State because they're such screw-ups. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're in court with them right now. Now, let me ask you something. We're talking to Jay Christian Adams, uh, President and General Counsel of the Public Interest Legal Foundation. I only have about a minute left here. Who are these people that do this? Are we talking about um, small potatoes people on the uh, the very low end of the scale, or or the or we you know where, where does the corruption uh, exist? Is it being overseen you know, by, on... by the big the, the the big guys? Here's what's happening. A lot of it happens on campus get out the vote drives or signing up aliens up in Oakland. A lot of times down in California, PA, uh, other places where there's colleges and, and particularly in Oakland. The other thing that's happening is outside groups are coming into the state and they're going to like town festivals, like in Swissvale or, you know, little uh, community events with a tent and they're signing people up three or four times. That's how it's happening, John. Well, yeah, I'm glad you're keeping your eye on it, uh, Christian. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm sure we'll have you on again. Thank you. Anytime. Take care, guys. Okay, that's Jay Christian Adams. It's the uh, General Counsel of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, and we'll be right back. Executive producer and MyPillow founder Mike Lindell comes the hilarious new faith-based comedy, Church People, with a special guest appearance from Mike himself. Church People is a hilarious, heartwarming reminder that the gospel is enough. It all starts when America's youth pastor, Guy Sides, realizes he's stuck in the megachurch marketing machine and wants to find his passion again. But when Guy attempts to get back to the heart of ministry, he is thrust into the throes of dissuading his misguided church leadership from performing a strange and potentially blasphemous stunt for the upcoming Easter service while navigating his own personal problems. Church people will leave you laughing out loud while ultimately reminding you of the true meaning of the gospel. Watch church people at SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for additional savings at SalemNow.com. 
Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. This is John Steigerwald. Visit MyPillow.com for deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the new My Slippers. Click the radio listener square and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. Remember, use that promo code STAG. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Yeah, let's finish the week out with some uh, a couple of little sports comments here. I, uh, the Pirates are playing tonight at uh, PNC Park against the Cardinals. Uh, I don't know how many people they're letting in there. It's ridiculous, but I, I have heard that uh, they're going to have... Uh, full crowds in Kansas City here coming up in May, I believe, for the Royals games. They're going to let the, they'll be able to fill the stadium if they can do it. Um, but they're starting games at 635 this year, Pirate games. Now, I'm old, and I went to games at Forbes Field when I was a kid. Uh, the games started at 805 in Oakland. We lived in the South Hills. My dad worked downtown. He was able to drive home, eat dinner, uh, and then he and I would get in the car and leave our house out in uh, South Hills, get to Oakland in plenty of time for the game. We would watch the entire game. We had it down to a science where uh, my dad did. Uh, he knew how to go to the exit, and he would be standing by the exit when the last out was made, and he bulled out the exit to beat the traffic. But I was home in plenty of time when I was a little kid to get in bed on a school night before 11 o'clock. That's at 6.35. So... I need to understand what I mean. If you want to be to the at the game tonight at six thirty-five, now there, I don't know how many fans are letting in there. It's a joke, but to go to a six thirty-five game, you have to get through rush hour traffic. Have you ever seen the the traffic coming down the Parkway West toward town at around six o'clock at night? It's insane. It makes no sense. But it's the Pirates, so I know. What do you expect? Anyway, thanks to Mike, thanks to Darren, thanks to you. I'll talk to you on Monday. The John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.